I'm Kelly Harlock. And I'm Sasha Kelly. And you're listening to another isolation episode of That Classical Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you to everyone who reached out after our last isolation episode. Yeah, it's been quite overwhelming, actually, the number of emails that have been coming in. And so many suggestions about what people are listening to Mm. and just thoughts about different parts of people listening all over the world and how Mm. they're dealing with what's going on at the moment. Yeah, it's been so awesome to read uh, everything you're writing. Like, I actually cried <laughs> like a couple of times <laughs> reading through the emails. Like, I think we both agree it's just it's lovely to see some like kind words and good news at the moment. So yeah, and it's also nice when sometimes it's just the two of us talking into microphones in our separate houses, right. and you think like, <laughs> who's even listening to this? But so yeah. it's been really heartwarming, actually. It has, yeah. Um, and yeah, so many of you told us that you wanted more isolation episodes. So we thought, let's give them what they want. Give the people <laughs> what they desire most. Uh, and what they desire I've most is say, classical music. I've got to say, if they could see what it looked like, maybe, <laughs> maybe they wouldn't want it. Maybe they'd have a different <laughs> idea of what they wanted. Um, it's the illusion of podcasting, never isn't know. it? Yeah, my house is an absolute state at the moment because we actually got a puppy last week. And um, it's just like, I I never knew how much, I did not expect life to change as much as it has. But everything, when you're following like a 10 week old Pomeranian around checking if they've pooed on your beige rug, like the whole day. Yeah. And um, they always will, won't they? They'll find a way. She just manages to do it. Like in the blink of an eye, she's shat on a carpet (laughs) and everything I've been striving for for hours a day uh, is is wasted. It's just been lost in a moment. (sighs) Lost in a deluge of poo. Anyway, um, we're moving away from from dog chat today to talk about uh, some more music that we're really enjoying at the moment. Right, Sasha? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to start this time um, by talking about something we never really talk about on that classical podcast. And that is... The organ. <laughs> oh, you know my thoughts on the organ. Kelly. Yeah, no, I know. And and organists. <laughs> I mean, that being said, I know quite a few delightful organists. Right, okay. Great. But I've always been a bit concerned about the fact that they have special organ shoes. And they're Do just, they? Yeah. And they've got like a what? heel on them. What? And like bowling just, shoes? <laughs> no, they're like quite and I, I only have one way. Like they're quite they're like male shoes, but they look kind of effeminate like they've been given like quite a large heel and they're like quite it's so they can clack away on those like giant um pedals right but there's just something about them that it it looks a bit strange and what does everyone wear like is it an option if you don't want to wear well dear i don't know enough to talk with any (laughs) confidence but i've got a couple of friends who are um quite talented organists yeah and i yeah it's just one of those things that you're like I didn't know I, that was a thing. Right. But thank you for showing and, me, and now I'll never think of it another way again. Do you know what? That's that's so interesting. And I, do, do women have to wear them as well? I guess it must I just be like so. a unisex organ yeah. shoe. I you learn something new every day, and I'm loving it. I'm, exactly. I'm loving it. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I, to be totally honest with you, I don't really enjoy an organ moment like that mm. often. Like mm. Bastocarta and Fugue, of course. Uh, the mm. Interstellar soundtrack, of course. Every Every week, mm. like that, like cornfield chase, obviously every day. But yeah. other than that, I I rarely sit down and say, you know what, this moment needs it's some scary pipe feet music. That's it. Pipe that's- feet. <laughs> Sorry, that's the best quote I've but heard. But that's in a literally long time. what it is. And it took me so many years to realise that there's like a foot keyboard <laughs> on an organ, right? It's just. 
it's just one of those instruments that I I think I know what piece you're going to play and I'm going to say this is the exception to the rule for me. I'm really never convinced by the organ. And also because the organ just sounds like it does. It's not like you can change the sound. Well, you you can change the the, like stops and stuff, can't you? Yeah, that's true. But it's like so many organs, um, like there's a sense of pride associated with that organ. Right, in that church. Yeah, Yeah. like everything's always printed of like the sound of the Westminster Cathedral organ or whatever. And it's like, I can't tell you the difference. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It just sounds like an organ to I me. I know. That's, yeah, I don't, I don't really have time for it. But I promise mm. this time. You complained a lot about the organ. No, for the yeah, fact no, that sorry. Talk about it. <laughs> sorry. No, but I promise this is a really a pleasant pipe feet music moment uh, okay. by none other than Camille Saint-Saëns, shameless child prodigy and composer of Danse Macabre and Carnival of the Animals and loads of wonderful things. And for more info on him, you can head to our Saint-Saëns episode featuring the lovely Chris Black. Uh, but today we're going to talk about Saint-Saëns' Organ Symphony, um, mm-hmm. which is a totally legendary piece of classical music um, that I think we should definitely delve deeper into in the podcast like another time. But for now, I thought I'd give you a kind of symphonic elevator pitch uh, for like a really long elevator that takes about five minutes. <laughs> and I'm just hoping nobody farts because that would be a really Great. terrible time. Uh, so as some of you may remember, Saint-Saëns was this like badass organist. And by the time he was 22, he was the organist in uh, at the Madeleine Church in Paris, which was pretty much the most prestigious music job in all of France. So he was real hot stuff for several decades in the mid 1800s. And then in 1886, the uh, Philharmonic Society in London commissioned him to write his third symphony and premiere it in London. And they agreed, this is is great, they agreed to Mm. pay him the handsome sum of 30 English pounds. Oh my Fancy that. You could have a lovely, I know, a dinner at Pizza Express. That would cover that. Um, but the equivalent now is about four grand, which like still isn't great, I think. If you're one of the most popular composers in the world, I think you should expect to command a bit more for an entire symphony. But yeah, I mean, who am I to say? So when he was writing it, he was about 50 and he kind of saw it as his last hurrah at the symphonic form. So he made his third symphony this kind of best bits of his own career like a highlight reel and included all these all the things he did best essentially these awesome piano passages amazing orchestral writing and of course his favorite instrument the star of the show the organ (laughs) um So in the classical world, we tend to refer to it as his organ symphony. But I definitely wouldn't say it's like a concerto. I wouldn't say the organ is always the show-off virtuosic instrument. It's it's almost the opposite. And mm. Sa- like Sansons clearly wanted to show that like keyboard instruments could work in a symphonic context and blend and disappear into the texture when they need to and kind of complement each other in Mm. understated ways but then also there's obviously a huge overstated part of it sometimes but it's yeah it's a really super interesting piece and it's it's well worth listen uh now as some of you may know your standard typical flat pack symphony has four movements okay you've got your opening in sonata form and then a slow movement a quick jokey scherzo and a finale but Saint-Saëns was in like last hurrah mode as we know and he just was like "Mm, no and condensed the four movements into two so essentially the opening and the slow movement were originally in one chunk and then the scherzo and the finale in the last one Mm -hmm. So the finale, the the second chunk of the second movement is actually the most famous 
bit of the symphony. It's been used in films like Babe, and you you might recognize it. It's like da 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 da. So good, Kelly. It's so good. But the other day, yeah, I'm sorry, we're not actually going to listen to that one right now because the other day I was queuing outside the supermarket for an hour, as most of us have to do these days, and the slow part of the first movement started playing, and I had never given this movement the time of day before i hadn't even thought about it ever mm. but it gave me like genuine peace in my heart <laughs> just <laughs> listening to it like in the most casual way uh but it was so so beautiful and I and at been... times like these kelly you deserve to have so peace genuine in peace in your heart that is something i want for you do you know what i mean um mm. and it was yeah it was so beautiful and, and i had never really appreciated how like soft and warm the organ could sound and how much it was actually capable of blending underneath other mm. instruments so yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it would be the perfect piece to share today because we could all use a little peace in our hearts. Uh, should, okay. we, should we give it a listen? I'm so ready. Isn't that just stunning? It is. And you know what I was just thinking? So I've definitely seen that in concert before. Wow. And I always forget how much I love the rest of it. Like it's not just the finale that's great. But the whole thing is good. But what makes the finale so excellent? So I'm going to use a bit of an analogy. Like when you, my parents live in Brisbane in Australia. And when you, drive home from the Gold Coast, which is kind of where you go for family holidays when you're a kid, um, there's this part, this stretch of highway where you always hit it and the city kind of comes up from behind a hill. Ooh, I love that. And and it's like, you know that you're 20 minutes away from home and it's it's just this real sense of, Mm. every time I've gone back, um, you get this real sense of familiarity as like the city kind of emerges in front of you. Incredible. And I feel like this concerto that's what the finale is like it's yeah like, like coming home sense of, sense of coming home yeah. and you always forget how brilliant it is yes. but it's also made all the more brilliant by the fact that you've been listening to this excellent music on the way yeah. um and sometimes it's a bit like you know dessert of a meal like you don't go straight to dessert you've got to eat the whole thing first to understand <laughs> how great the whole meal is as a as a whole and that's kind of how I feel about the Saint-Saëns um organ symphony is that it just it, the whole thing is worth it if you've got the yes. hours spend the whole hour with it don't just skip right to the end definitely you know? there's something really special about every single movement but I have to say like mm. this is I can't the thing is, you can't get past how amazing the melody of the finale is. But in mm. terms of 
uh, like beauty and and like amazing composition i think yeah. this second movement is really or like the second part of the first movement even is is just super special and for me i don't know if you feel the same but there's something about the organ hearing the organ this way that makes me feel a bit awestruck and a bit like introspective <gasps> absolutely and i also think that um i mean obviously sansons didn't plan on this but the movie babe um yeah. and the fact that that melody was taken yeah. to the song if i had words mm. and there's something so earnest and genuine <laughs> yeah. and like reassuring to like the child in you yeah about that song Definitely. and so i feel like this symphony like of course a french man from you know 100 plus years ago had no control over the fact that there was going to be a movie about a talking pig that right. made me feel I mean, happy that is the stuff that <laughs> dreams are made of do you know what i mean yeah but there's just something about it that's a bit of a it's a bit of a perfect recipe, really, for making you feel quite comforted. Well, you know what? I think he had an inkling about what he'd achieved. He he mm. even said, he said, I gave everything to it I was able to give about the symphony. What I've here accomplished, I will never achieve again. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that a bit, I mean, it's a bit depressing, Gosh. really? But Yeah, because you think like, well... Oh, it's like when people say that their wedding day is the happiest day of their life. And right. I'm like, it's all downhill what from are you here. Doing? What do you do after that? Like, I know, I it's know. It's like if you wrote something and you're like, well, I guess that's it now. That's it. There you go. There it is. But I mean, I oh. think at least though he could appreciate it because I think some composers write something and they hate it, but everyone mm. else loves it, which I always find really sad that they never realize like how amazing yeah. they were. Yeah. Um, but it's it's, I don't know, it's nice to, to see he he gave himself a little break there. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, I'm really glad you played that. I'm going to listen to that this afternoon. It's Paul. so good. Do you know, it was so hard to choose the bit to play because the whole first like mm. four minutes is stunning. It's just like yeah. every single part of it makes it honestly I can't even say it just makes your heart sore and it's so <sighs> calming and and gorgeous so um oh. definitely and, and followed up with the finale as well that's a treat that is that is definitely a little treat oh, for you yeah um in these oh I'm so excited times. I'm gonna go oh, yeah. I'm so excited about it and uh I hope you guys enjoyed it and yeah please tell us what you think and listen to the whole thing from start to finish <laughs> that classical podcast well, Kelly, obviously there's something in the air because I've also <laughs> picked a French composer. Okay. Magnifique. I picked, um, a man- <laughs> C'est magnifique. C'est magnifique. Oh, I can't. I- my French is so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, but I've gone back a little bit further and I've picked this piece by Jean-Philippe Rameau. Okay. Oh, um, I love Rameau. Yes. Yeah. See, I really don't know much about him and mm. the only kind of pieces I know are those really like um like get up on the dance floor stuff that's like oh really and you're like stomping <laughs> that's, around that's, and- a, that's a bop <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, which is great. But it's not like I wouldn't associate it with calming, gentle music. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But I, this is a really – I feel like you've given us a really great music lesson and I'm going to give you just like anecdotal reasons no, why I'm Sasha loving loves it. this. Please. But my mum um, sent – she had like eye surgery last year. Oh, is she, and, is she um, like, oh, what, like laser eye she's surgery? She's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, just, you know, standard procedure. Nice. And she was listening to a Spotify relaxing classics playlist. What a woman. Yeah. Love I mean, her. she knows how she to knows support where to go. members of the, <laughs> the podcast. I hear they're great um, playlists on this. Yeah. <laughs> And immediately afterwards, because obviously I work in classical music Mm -hmm. and she knows that I'm always, (laughs) shock horror, (laughs) and she knows I'm always listening, like trying to find stuff that I haven't heard before. And she sent me this um, and said, 
I just fell in love with this piece. I'd never heard it before. Um, do you know what it is? And it was one of those moments that I actually live for when Mm. I hadn't heard it before and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I fell in love. Yeah. Yeah, so I think um, let's listen to it and then can I give you a bit more information? Of course, yes, let's dive right in. Okay, great. So Kelly, what did you think of that? Uh, I am obsessed. I love Ramo and um, Chris and I way back when did a Patreon episode for our patrons and I played Tristes Après from Castor and Pollux by Ramo, which is one of my favorite pieces in the world. But I think you're right. It's like we don't hear enough of his really beautiful chilled out stuff and this is the perfect example of why we should yeah and I think um so you know when we're talking about doing isolation pods and it's just like what music are we using to kind of get us through at the moment yeah and for me there's something about that descending line at the beginning Mm. that it's like it sounds so basic but breathing and breathing solidly and steadily Mm. is something that can really calm you down when you're feeling panicked Mm. and there's something about that descending line that's like like and if you yeah if you breathe Mm. in to it or out in time with it Mm. it just can't help but make you feel like it's going to be okay. Oh, um, I love that. What, what's yeah. it called? What's it called, by the way? What's it oh, from? Um, so you've just given me some coaching. It's um, <laughs> from his opera Le Boyard. Mm-hmm. Le Boyard, is that right? I and it's so. um, it's, I've the thing is, I've actually seen it re-recorded under lots of different titles. So sure. the one that I'm looking at says calls it Entry de Polym. Polymny, but then also I've seen it as Entry of the Muses and yeah. blah. And then I was doing some research <laughs> about the actual opera, Le Boriad, mm. and there's no non-performances of it during Romo's lifetime. It was in rehearsal and then it was abandoned. What? Um, yeah, That's so a crime. There's no kind of re- rhyme or reason why. Uh, Romo was such an interesting person anyway because his – dad was a musician and his parents were very keen for him to become a lawyer but then it's always the way with these composers isn't it yeah but then he was a terrible student and he could read music and play music before he could read and write right so you know it's one of those things that you're like really I understand how like if you're a musician and you understand how hard and how challenging it can be you might not want that for your child but also like they hadn't really set him up with the skills yeah or recognize not be one (laughs) yeah what little baby Jean-Philippe probably wasn't ever going to be a lawyer anyway so um yeah I think um someone once said to me like oh Ramon is just so full of twiddly bits and Mm. I think like I don't know whether that's necessarily fair but I also feel that this is an example of like there's been a couple of times in my life where I felt 
incredibly stressed. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone Sometimes has. it's been together, us at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't have like, yeah, it's not like, and I have felt more stressed than anyone else. It's like, you know, everyone feels that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need little like hacks, life hacks, where it's like, Absolutely. I'm just going to go outside and I'm going to put headphones on yeah. and I'm going to give myself six minutes to calm down. Yeah. And there have been a couple of times that I've been like, I'm, you know what's six minutes long? This piece of music. Mm. And I'm going to sit here and listen to it. Mm. And then I know that like at the other end of it, it's going to feel a little bit easier. So that's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like religiously awoken by this piece and I will make people listen to it for the end of time. (laughs) Oh my God, you're a prophet. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I think Rameau is underrated. I think more, more and more musicians are like, bringing his music back to mm. life a bit today. Um, yeah. But we should definitely do an episode on him in the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm excited about it because I feel like it's like a treasure trove of stuff to discover because oh, I don't yes. know enough about him, which is super yes. nerdy and exciting. But It's really exciting. Oh, I'm so glad. That Classical Podcast. So that was our second isolation episode. A few little tidbits for you to listen to and hopefully enjoy. Please do tell us if you enjoyed it and if you enjoy these episodes generally and want us to know. And also write to us and tell us what you're listening to. Yes. I've got so many musical ideas from the emails that we've got. I don't know about you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And uh, yeah, we always love hearing from you, whatever you want to tell us or talk to us about. So, uh, and. and Oh, and Kelly, can I ask you while I've got, like, on the phone? I don't know. Yeah. It feels like, oh, well, I've got you. But um, could you please put up more photos of your puppy? Uh, Yes, I will. Yeah, She's adorable. The thing is, I just don't want to become one of those people that uses their puppy for likes. I'm going to put a pledge out there to the people who are listening and say, if you want Kelly to become one of those people, um, encourage her, please. Yeah. What I will say is Evie the Pomeranian has already been enjoying some fantastic classical music. Uh, She really enjoys Arvo Pert. Oh, she fell asleep she to some is a dog of taste and distinction. <laughs> She's going to be the most cultured Pomeranian on the planet. But um, there we go. It's a shame she can't communicate it's any true. of those She feelings. tries to bite me when she wants to say hi. But anyway, um, Sasha, if people want to reach out, how do they get to us? Oh, all the different ways, Kelly. We've got so many. Um, but... All social media is at that classical um, Instagram, Twitter, come say hi, or our email inbox, which is, of course, open all the time. That classical email at gmail.com. Please write to us, uh, especially while we're in isolation. Please. Nothing's really happening. <laughs> I've started talking to my dog. So, yeah. <laughs> we hope all of you enjoyed the episode. We hope all of you are keeping safe and well. And yeah, stay safe, wash those hands, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.